Blog Talk Radio. Ah, dirty.
stories, uh, a little fire. So you got your erotica and a little desire, so you get your romance in. So we got a little something for everybody mixed up in there. So even um, the likes of Shakir can have his palate, please. Well, I can't even that's be mad at that. Order. That's a tall order. I know that's a tall order. Uh, like I said, we'll see how it plays out. I'm going to have some. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be questions that need to be asked, of course. And they ain't going to always come from me, so they ain't even no worry about that. <laughs> and you know we got the chat room. It's slowly coming to life in there. And we got some of our regular wonderful people in there. Hello, everyone. And then, of course, we got some guests. So, guests, make yourself comfortable, but be careful because, um, you know, our chat room is, it is what it is in there. It is what it is in there. So, we got a couple people that I want to go ahead and bring on because they are already set to come, and that is always wonderful. I always like people that step up and say, yes, I want to be there. That's cool. I like that. So, um, I want to go ahead, and this lady is a wonderful, wonderful person. I mean, I've never, like, physically met her. But our interactions have been, like, really pleasant. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on Patricia Bravwell, who uh, has a story in the desire portion of of Fire and Desire because it is romantic. And, of course, we all need a little romance. It can't be all about it. Patricia, are you with us this evening? Yes, I am. Hello. Hello, and congratulations, and thank you for having me on. <laughs> well, thank you, you for being person? on. Fine, thank, thank you for you. being a part. Oh, I'm grateful. <laughs> and I'm honored. Um, and your story was so interesting. I was like, where's the movie to this? <laughs> yes, so would you it's... go ahead and kind of share with everybody a little synopsis of your story? Okay. All right. Well, the title of my story is called Love Don't Live Here Anymore. And it's a sweet love story between Cherish Madison, who is a a young writer, and her boyfriend, Nolan Bentley. Um, Cherish um, moves in with Nolan. Nolan is a medical. He's actually in medical school. And they have a really good relation. They come from two sides of the track. Cherish's family, you know, lost everything. Her father lost his business. And, you know, their family is trying to pick up and start over again. And But they were used to wealth, you know, and now they're starting from nothing. And Nolan's family, basically, he, he was raised by um, a mother who passed away, and then his grandparents took over, and that's how, you know, his life has been. They had, like, a little... You know, a lot of tough times. So they come together, and in this story, the story starts off where, you know, it's a few years down the line, and everything goes smoothly, but all of a sudden, Cherish begins to get these real strange phone calls from some woman, you know, calling for Nolan. 
And, you know, it just seems like, you know, she believes deep down inside that it's the ex-girlfriend. She wants him back, you know. But these calls continue, and, and soon they become harassment, they become aggressive. And then after a neighbor in her building is attacked, she believes that this woman is coming after her. So it's really a story about uh, love, loss, trust, and then the the gist of it is will their relationship survive all these problems? And there's a twist okay. at the end, so I can't tell too much because I'll tell the whole thing. Right, right, uh, I, I right. Can that. I can believe that. <laughs> um, but that twist at the end? Oh, yeah. man, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I know. It's a shocker. I wasn't huh? ready. I was like, say what? Who put this page in here? Who put this page in? Let's go with this story. Yeah, I was. <laughs> you did that one. You did that one, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I kind of put it at a little suspense, you know, in the story. And, and I don't know, it just came out of nowhere. You, just, you know, you start writing and all of a sudden, you know, you think, you know what? This would be a good way to end this story. A little bit different from what most people would think, you know, would, mm-hmm. they think it would end. But it was enjoyable. I had a good time with it. <laughs> cool. And um, is this your typical genre that you write in? Is this something you just yeah, I write. I write Christian fiction. This is my first romance, and this has been like sitting on the burner. It's something I started like a couple of years ago, and I had some thoughts about doing it. And, you know, just it, I feel like, you know, whatever God puts on my heart, I usually write Christian fiction, but it has a little romance and a little suspense in it. So just to write one in the romance genre was new for me, but I, I had a good time with it. I really did. Right. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good piece. It's a piece. And I'm not just saying it because, you know, I'm promoting it, but, yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But it is. It really is a good piece. I really I did enjoy reading it. Thank you. So we have some company. I have to share, Patricia. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Omar. And, you know, Omar is a returning guest, so we just going to love on Omar like we always do. How are you, Omar? Hey, I'm walking around downtown in Charlotte, and mm-hmm. I can hear you guys loud and clear, so you might hear a little aviance from downtown Charlotte coming from here, but yeah, I'm glad I'm in here, and we're going to knock it on out. And they're all that well, now. What's going know. on, Omar? Yeah, you guys were both speaking at the same time. I'll let the, I'll let the lady go first. Okay. <laughs> I, I was just saying we we we're used to um having to take you how we get you, so it's good. Okay. You said say that again. You used to what? Well, you said having to take you how we get you, so it's all good. We'll take oh, okay. the background noise. So you made a comment and not a question. I was ready for the question, yeah. So you made a comment, okay. Oh, no, okay. Uh, yeah. that wasn't a question yet. Not yet. All right, well, I'm waiting on you. I don't like that air time. Let's roll it. Let's, let's pop it. I'm going to okay, pull it out okay. well, I got that, I sure got that northeast me. thing. got that northeast thing. I'm ready to you pull got it. When, I'm gonna call it Northeastern. I just call it that Omar thing because that's that's what that is. That's that Omar thing. So, okay, Omar, um, tell us about your piece. Uh, he say she say. Tell us a little bit of a summary, um, as much as you well, want to give details. It was actually a, a novel called The Policy, where I had a woman who was self-employed hairdresser, 
doing her thing, and she made a whole bunch of money with a chain of uh, hairdressers, and then she had a dude that she met who was a salesman, you know, one of them traveling salesman dudes, and he said all the right stuff and had all the right stuff going on. And so it's the he say, she say, she's saying how she met him and how her business life is, and then he's also saying how he met her and how his business life is. And so the book that actually started a whole lot of this uh, African-American romance was a book from Terry McMillan called Disappearing Acts. And in Disappearing Acts, you had Franklin and Zora, and they both got a chance to tell their story. And that was one of the most complete black romance or black relationship books of all time because it had both angles, where you have so many women now that are telling men's stories where the men don't get a chance to speak. And then you have some men telling stories where it's not that many of us. I think it's, what, me, Eric Jerome Dickey, uh, E. Lynn Harris, and then you have, uh, uh, what's the brother, uh, Carl Weber. So it's not that yeah. many brothers. Then uh, Michael Bazin jumped on the scene. But you got a million women with books where the women's views are all over the place and the guys don't have abuse. So the he say, she say, again, we're going back to that disappearing act of Terry McMullen where the guy has to say, and a woman has a say, so it's not lopsided. Okay, I got you. All right, and so um, when you decided to give the perspective of the woman, did you have to do anything special in order for you to give that angle and feel like you did a good job in telling it from her perspective? Because I, I hear well, you what know, you're saying about a lot of women I've telling been, their story. I've, I've been hearing this for, you know, I'm 45, 44 now. But I've been hearing this thing since I wrote Fly Girl back in, you know, the early 90s. And it's basically, you guys don't live on another planet for men. All we got to do is pay attention. So I've been telling people for years, I used to ride the buses in Philadelphia from high school, and girls were on the buses. Guess who would talk for the whole 45-minute bus ride? Guys weren't on there. If we talk, we would talk about sports for half a minute. Girls would talk about everything every single day going to school. So it's like if you got your ears working, girls will tell you everything about the whole world, and you're not even <laughs> trying to listen to them because they're so loud on the daggone buses. And so I was all right. Going. And so all you got to do is pay attention. But here's the catch: most guys are not book writers, and that's which. So when guys write books, we are paying attention to humans. We know women. And so if you think about all the guys that write books, we all can write about women because we know how women speak. We know what they're interested in. But the catch is, since most women are doing all the book writing, you don't even think about a man understanding a woman at all. And so I'm, I'm constantly getting these questions about how do you understand women? All guys understand women to a certain degree, but they're not book writers, so they don't get a chance to express it like I do. Okay. All right. Okay, he got he felt that when I could feel that came deep down from within. Okay, so I'll give you that. It's quite possible that women give you the key to them, and that you can coin that in pen. Okay, I'll give you that. But um, so tell me why you don't feel like it could be authentic when it comes the other way around. What as far as what women writing books about men. Yeah, because you said there's so many of them as if it was uh, flooded with um, writings that don't do a good job at conveying those thoughts. What, as far as they're trying to balance it out? Yeah, yeah, telling those stories about me that are accurate. 
I'm from a male perspective. Got, actually, most of, most of my stories are about men. Those are the ones that don't sell as much. A do-right man, <laughs> Sweet St. Louis, The Last Street Novel, Pecking Order, Cold-Blooded, College Boy, Capital City. Single Mom is actually about three dudes and one woman. And then I got uh, The Last Street Novel. I got plenty of books about, but the, the ones that, that sell the most, Fly Girl, Diary of a Groupie, Leslie. So women, again, they outread men, they outbuy men. So I end up being the guy that wrote a bunch of books about women, where actually I wrote more books about men, but those books don't do as well. I got a sex book called The uh, Dirty Old Men and Other Stories. That's 14 book or short stories about men, but I don't get the credit for it again because men don't read enough for me to establish that type of credit with them where women read so much that I have credit with them. So, you know, the, the balance situation is there, but since women do most of the reading and they want their stories to be in the peripheral, not the peripheral, but in in the, in the spotlight position. And, you know, women are going to continue to read women's books. Even when I talk to these street writers, they say, well, you got to have the, the woman as the lead character. Even in street books, you know, I'm like, wow. The gangster can't be the lead character. The woman who's dating the gangster has to be the lead character. And so it's just real hard being balanced because women are the readers. You know, most of the people listening to the radio show right now are women. You know, so that, I mean, that's just the reality. Okay, okay. Um, and how do how often do you get uh, into the erotica writing when you are writing your books from either perspective? Is that something that each of your books will have, or do you save those themes for just certain style of writing, or do you make sure that that kind of happens in all of your writing? Are you saying how how often do I get interviewed? How often do you get into erotica in your writing? Do you oh, not, to erotica. Do you not do, yes. Are you saying erotica? Yes, erotica. Uh, I'm not a heavy erotica writer. I write about everything. So, you know, you guys have an erotic piece because that's where the market. Zane is taking the market to that extent now. So you have to compete with, you know, the Zane audience. But my whole thing was with, with the dirty old men, I wanted to create one vehicle where men can talk about what they're doing and why they get involved in situations. And so that's why it was a short story book, so I can do it all in one book, because I'm not really the erotic genre writer. You're not going to have five and six books from Omar Tyree on erotica. So the ones that are erotic is Dirty Old Men and Other Stories and What They Want. What They Want was the most sexual book I had put out. And if you think about the title, What They Want, I was responding again to Zane and all the sexual content that people were reading from her. So I said, okay, that's what they want. Let me give them what they want. And so I wrote about a male model who was going women all through the book. It was the most sexual book I could ever write where he's in an elevator and he got big women and small women and true women and young women and old women. It was ridiculous, but if that's what women want, I said, all right, let me go ahead and run this dude through it. But at the end of the story, I still had a moral to it because I'm always trying to write with a purpose. So I'm not really the erotica dude, but I understand it. I'm old enough to understand what sex is about and, you know, how people get hot and all that kind of stuff. So I can write it, but it's not really my forte. You know what I mean? You guys have the show on it, and I do have erotic scenes and all that kind of stuff, but my whole thing is being versatile. I write about everything. Okay. Okay. And I guess where I was going with that was um, when you do write from um, whichever perspective, do you, which 
perspective do you feel is easier? If you are writing from the woman's perspective in an erotic um, genre, or is it easier for you as a man to kind of describe it from the man's perspective, or do you find it's the same either way? Okay. Is it easier to write from erotica from a woman's perspective or a male perspective? That's what you're asking me? Yes. Oh, well, definitely as a male. You know what I mean? I don't want to write from what a woman's feeling and whatnot. That's that's real awkward. You know what I mean? So it's definitely easy to write erotica from a male standpoint. However, the problem with that is men, we may not be as, uh, what what's the word I want to use? That whole, uh, what do they call it, uh, when you're leading up to the section, foreplay. The foreplay stuff for men, you know, it's a little it's a little different there. So writing from a woman's perspective, you can talk more about the foreplay, whereas a man's perspective, he want to get right into it. And so you're going to lose some of the elements of the foreplay when you write from a male perspective. But definitely, I'm a straight male, so the male perspective is definitely a lot more comfortable than me writing about how a woman's feeling in sex. You know what I mean? That's a little, that's a little extra. <laughs> okay. Okay, that I can, I can follow that. I can follow that. So, Patricia, is that something that you think you'd ever toy with? And um, me? <laughs> yes, I, yes. I'm asking Probably that, and not. I'm kind of like uh, bracing myself for the no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't write erotic. <laughs> All right, <laughs> keep it. We're gonna keep it romantic, and that's about it, huh? Romance, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Christian fiction. Okay. Well, I mean, there can still be a little spice. It ain't necessarily got to be completely blatant, you know. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I, I get, you know, you can you can still kind of. I know I've, I've I've seen a few. I've seen a few that have kind of, you know, still heavily hinted. They ain't necessarily got to make it graphic, which still makes it good. Mm-hmm. So I can't be mad at if you decide to do it that way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really write what's on my heart, but like if I if I have to really say and do what I straight out write something purposely, there's a lot of God I don't think, but I write what's in my heart really, and uh, and it's generally like uh, Christian fiction, and like I said, this this one romance short story may lead to, may lead to other. Okay, and I'm glad that I could I could encourage you to be that you know I could be that gateway to some more stuff for you because it was good. So you really should Thank you. do that again because it was good. Thank you. Okay, um, we have a couple more hands up. Um, some more of our uh, Fire and Desire authors that are trying to get on the air. So I'm going to go to Callie. Um, Miss Nicole, are you on the line? Yes, I am. How are you, darling? Wonderful. Um, got the flu a little bit, but I'm still rolling. Okay, so Miss Nicole. Thank you, thank you. Miss Nicole, now, I'm putting you in the hot seat because you are on the fire end of the Fire Desire Mix. Um, Omar is on the Desire End, and Patricia is on the Desire End. But Miss Nicole, she's on the fire side because she gets deep in her erotica. She is um, something else with the graphic details of those things. Thanks. I'm mixing it up a little bit on the line now. So we have have quite a bit of romance, but now we're um, adding in some erotica. So you won't be lonely over there, Shakira. 
I, I look, I'm good. If she if she's willing to run with me on that end, I'm good with that too. I mean, you already know great. I can roll solo I mean, next step. That's what I write right now. Oh. I mean, I write you know everything. I'm not just a one genre type of writer, but oh no, not when it's called that, upon, no. I can. Yeah, not definitely not suggesting that. And go ahead and share with us. Um, go ahead and share with us what Small Circles is about. Um, Small Circles is just a fun story, but it um, definitely touches on the base of there is only six degrees of separation between all of us. And in social circles, in you know, not so social circles, we all run in like six degrees of separation and the circles are very small. So it happened to be that two people who knew each other but not really knew each other as female friends, one started dating one's son, and that's how small the circle got. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I I like the way she kind of – she kind of played with us a little bit. She didn't come right out and tell us that in the story. It kind of happens all in one kind of, you know, climactic scene at the end. Um, and she kind of plays with us a little bit with the uh, erotica piece. She doesn't necessarily, it's not just, you know, they met and they go and they do what they do. She leads up to it and she gets us started and then she says, not yet. Well, I am not as raw as Zane, and I'm not as fluffy as Jackie Collins. But, you know, I want to build stories that have great characters and a great storyline, but do we get it in? Indeed, we do. Indeed, you do. (laughs) Yes, you do, ma'am. So I'm very curious as to when you're writing these scenes, what is it that you do in order to make them as graphic as you make them? Um, yeah, I'm trying to get you to say stuff that people are going to go, oh, my God. Right. I do research, <laughs> you know. I make sure that the stuff is plausible, that it can actually happen. I'm not saying that I do the actual scene, but, okay. you know, you look at different movie scenes or you read different stuff, you know, and you just play with the ideas. I have a very, very vivid imagination. I just try to make them as real as possible. Okay. And so I guess you're not going to answer with, oh, yeah, I've done most of the stuff I write about. You're not going to say that. Yeah, no, I would never answer that. Oh, okay. I was trying to say, you know, how protective you're going to be over there, but I I mean, come on. All fiction is based on a little bit of truth. I'm just not going to tell you what truth it is. Oh, okay. Because I know that Shakira was wondering if you were a freak. And so I just thought, okay, well, he didn't say that, but... He's probably thinking it. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny what she's saying at this particular point in time. However, if she really wants me to go ahead and just pick up the bus and no, drive no, no, it over no. her not while yet, we not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. I mean, I've got, too early. I've got questions. Too early in if, the if, show. <laughs> I'm just saying. Patricia is still here. We have to, we have to be mindful. Patricia is still here. We have to be nice. Yes, I know. Virgin ears and all that other stuff. I get it. I understand. Blah, blah, blah. 
You might want to warn. You might want to warn Ron before he gets onto the show later on in about like thirty minutes or so, so we yeah, can make sure that things don't go left. You know what's gonna happen. <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm just happen. trying to make sure that we get this squared away. But but then, because at that point, Miss Patricia will probably be done talking to us, and then we. Can... Oh, we will. Yes, because I have to <laughs> <see> work. <laughs> I'll slide out on that point. <laughs> All right, good enough. Nothing wrong with that. I can respect that all day long. I'm just trying to get, look, my job is to make sure that fair warning is given because I don't want nobody (laughs) saying that they got blindsided. That's all I'm saying. That's all you're saying. Okay. (laughs) All right, we have another caller that I want to bring on, and this one is a surprise to me, and it could be just because I didn't pay attention and didn't write the numbers down accurately, but I'm going to area code 813. Area code eight one three. You're on the air. What's up with you? <laughs> Hello. How are you? Oh my! I ain't well, know if I was hitting on you or not. I was just, you know, I was just listening. Oh, you just listening? Yeah, I ain't know if y'all could hear me or not. So you know, I was just like, well, just listening, see, you know, wait for my time when she, you know, if she announced me or I just listen. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't I didn't recognize the area code, but I do recognize the voice. Um, so this is Mr. Senior, Cleo Senior. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm all right. Um, and the fine desire got to embrace the poetic side of Mr. Spinyard in uh, our anthology. And <sighs> something about those poets, because his ended up on the fire end of fine desire. So, Nicole, you have some. I'm the odd man out right now. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm glad I got some more company. Oh, yes, because Mr. Spinyard's contribution, um, the title, I'll just I'll just tell you the title of his piece because that's enough. Um, the title of his piece is Raw, R A W, um, and that's the title. So that ought to tell you okay. that it ended up on the fire side and not the desire side. It's um, yeah. It, sometimes you just don't need romance when you, you when you take care of business raw. You just the romance for it. We don't need that right now. I mean, but I, I I felt like it was romantic too. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, and I can see that you might. I I, I can feel that you might. But as romantic as you know, is somebody like me could. A lot of people like me probably think like that, but they probably just don't know how to. It might not be appropriate just like at, at a coffee shop just to say something like that, but I feel like, you know, in that time and that place, you know, female love to hear something like that. And, you know, I don't know if people do summaries of their poetry, but could you just give us a, a little bit of the gist of your piece? Um, it's just a... <laughs> Uh, Well, I guess I'm just going to say it's a a creative way to say 
I want I just want to fuck you from I mean all parts of you mentally, emotionally, physically. But just and sometimes the it just needs to be said that way. Yeah, because I mean I, I you know I feel like anything is appropriate if it's said the right way and at the right time or done at the right time. Well, see, I can't even argue with that thought. I knew you would. Something told me that if I had the two of you on on the air together, I better be careful. I might need a drink. And 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 just seeing that, I mean, it does give you the platform to be as creative and as wild as you want to be because it's it's fire and desire. I mean, when you see that as your title, you you know what you're getting into. You're looking for that. Right, exactly. So, try to get it to him, and that's my, it's my way. It's my way to be as free as I want to be, and I don't got to be worried about being judged. I can't go to church and and recite raw, but um, <laughs> you know, well, maybe, I, I, I would hope you maybe, wouldn't want to try to do that, but you know how that goes too. Exactly, but some of the people in church will want to get some fire and desire after they leave service, so you know, it's there. <laughs> Exactly. See, I'm good with that. Uh, you know, conversations with uh, Mr. Spinner, sometimes I feel like um, I'm a little too slow. <laughs> Girl, go on and pour that glass of wine. You'll be all right. I know. Sometimes I feel like, I, I hate to say it, but sometimes I feel like I'm talking to a pimp because I have to slow down and hear what he said a third time before I get it. <laughs> Damn, I mean, uh, it, 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 uh, I don't even know. How, I don't even know how to feel about that one. You, yeah. you had to go and say a pimp. Damn. Yeah, I'm sorry, cause it's a history into this this conversation. So, because so, sometimes I have to slow down and, and listen fast, and I can't do it. <laughs> Man, <laughs> see, I mean, um, I don't know. I guess. Like I say, man, the best, well, some people just say things and I agree with them, but I see it a different way at the same time. It's like, you know, um, your first impression is your is your best, should be your best impression. But, you know, some people will be going out their way to be as fake as possible the first impression. But, see, me, I'm going to be as real as I can possibly be, my first impression, because I don't want you to be saying I'm fake later when I try to be real. I'm just going to be real straight up. Fair enough. I definitely um, agree with that. I, I do think that you you are real from the get go. I agree. I definitely agree. It looks like we lost um like we lost Omar call drop, but but he was out and about, so we don't want to um, we didn't want to hold him too much either. So um, I'm saying good night to. You. Good night, all right. everybody. Okay. Thank you. Okay, thank all right. you. Have a good night, all right? Okay. Thanks for good calling. Night. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello. All right, so, yes. Well, um, I guess Mr. Smut is on the line now. <laughs> Did you say Mr. Smut? <laughs> yep. No. It's just it's just about to be grown up for four hours in this I don't know. I'm, I'm 
it's some grown-up stuff already because it's always a different show in the chat room because I just clicked over in there and all I saw was orgy. I didn't even, I don't even know what they're talking about. Well, they're, asking, que- they're asking questions. I, I saw orgy and I was like, damn, what they doing? But if I start reading that, I can't handle my business on my side. <laughs> let me get out the damn chat room because they all there having orgies. But that happens. Yeah, they're, no, they're just asking questions. They're not having uh-huh. any type of nothing right now. That comes okay. later. That's what you always say, that it's not happening. It's always happening when you get there. That's the problem. Well, I mean, the party always starts once I walk in, so it is what it is. Well, that party, yes. When you walk in, that party starts, definitely. Okay, so, Mr. Senior, when you are writing your pieces that are pretty raw, um, uh-huh. where do you go? Where do you pull from? Are these, um, you know, um, pieces from memory or <laughs> fantasy? Uh, are these fantasy pieces? What, what are you doing here? Um, you know, it's just, um, I, uh, really, I just write from the heart. And then later on, I try to, you know, edit it. But I, I'm always just, I'm trying to come up with something. Sometimes I feel good about it, and, and sometimes it, I just play around with it and leave it alone and then come back later and it be on. So, I mean, I might have a lot of little, you know, five, six-line little jot downs that I got laying around somewhere, but, you know, it just might be a moment where I just be really feeling it and I might read something and really be feeling like, you know, I want to add on to it then. So um, the the day that you actually came to me and asked me to read, I mean, to write something, I was like, well, all right, you know, and I went out there, you know, um, Got close to God and and stepped to it, and that's what I came out with. But um, of course, it was a little bit rawer than that when I first, you know, finished it. But you know, just tweaked it a little <laughs> bit and kept working with it, and um, I came out with something that I felt like is, is you know, it could be. I don't know. It's just a little bit more cleaned up than. I think I'm laughing because I saw the unpolished version. Yeah. And the <laughs> unpolished version kind of, you know, made the girl blush a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I was just trying to come from an area where, you know, people that, you know, be out there in the streets and be, you know, handling their business or whatever just to relate to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. appreciate okay. I appreciate the way that you're um, expressing yourself this evening because it's taking you a minute to <laughs> get those words out because I know, I know, I know what you're trying to do. Trying to make sure everybody follows you. <laughs> well, I mean, you, hey, you can't fault the man for doing what needs to be done. It's really that. I'm just simple. saying. I mean, I, you know, I wish you had. I wish you knew sometimes how difficult it is to 
converse, converse with me. With <laughs> really, I mean, it, it's really not that. At least from my perspective, it's really not that hard. But I mean, if you want to sit there and make it Rubik's cube, we cool too. <laughs> okay, Shakir, here you go. This testosterone thing again. What? I just and look. I just made a simple comment, a simple observation. You trying to make it sound like I'm about to roll? I'm about to I'm about to bark from the rooftops or something. What's up? I'm just saying. You just I just needed you to understand. I was trying to let you in on a little secret that. Oh no, I understand that. I mean, we can. It don't it, matter. It, it don't matter. We, no, no, it, it, we we can take care of all that later. That's not even an issue. Yeah, right now. I, I, yeah. you starting to act like people that come on later, and I'm just gonna go ahead and because <laughs> I can't do it fine, two buddy. times in one night. I can't. So no, you won. You yeah, won. Yeah. Good. Okay. No, because I can only little, handle a, a run or an hour day once a night. Look, it takes a little extra effort and maybe a little flexibility, but you'll be just fine. I promise you that. Yeah. Okay. Are we talking about handling the show or handling other things? Because in this chat room, they're talking about double penetration. So I don't know where we going here. What are you talking about? Then you double know? penetration. Yeah, they out the chat room. They <laughs> they, they go hard in there. I'm sorry, they. Look, it's, it's, they the chat room is never for the faint of heart. I don't even know why they even tried to say anything otherwise. Nicole, and I don't know. Well, that's I don't know no good. She had a plan. 
Yeah, I know she had plans to leave us. But I don't know exactly what happened to her, um, other than, you know, phone service or whatever. But I am uh, going to take this call. And, uh, Mr. Teddy, I'm going to let you stay on with us. Um, I'm about to um, increase this testosterone level yet again. And and I prayed before I started my show because, you know, it's not ever pleasant to um, deal with all this testosterone that I have to deal with on Wednesday night um, without being prepared. So. Um, but Ron shows up, and Ron does our wind up on the wind down. And Ron could go anywhere from here to Timbuktu. We never know where Ron goes. Ron has his own little time to do his own little segment, and you don't know what you're going to get with Ron. Um, it, does, it does take prayer to to be ready. So um, I'm going to go ahead and bring Ron because he's ready. He's ready a little early, but Ron, are you there, sir? Yes, ma'am. I'm here. How are you this evening? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm 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 just fine. I'm 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 peachy. I'm just peachy. Oh, and that's wonderful. I'm What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, What's good with you, Ron? Everything is good. You know, every day above ground to go. Oh yeah, always that man. I figured that already. I was um I'm, I'm listening and I was listening to the way that Shamor was uh, talking about this particular poem, and and and. <laughs> I could hear her smile coming through my head. It was funny because homeboy was like, I, well, I mean, I could do something else. She was like, yeah, we'll be back to something else. Um, I wanted to hear the one that had me <laughs> feeling awake. That was funny. You want to hear me? You want to hear me? He doesn't have a copy of it to read it, so I don't know how you're gonna hear this. That was hilarious. You, you, you really um have built that up in my head that I'm gonna go um find this immediately. Please do. Please go find it. Please. Because as you can see, I'm still smiling at it. I, I can hear it. I can hear it. It's like your cheeks are bumping into the phone. It yes. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want nothing wrong. You didn't want. You didn't want nothing, did you? <laughs> oh, I'm. Um, um, yeah, I did actually want, want something. You didn't I, want I, nothing wrong. Um, what I wanted was I needed people to really, really use your brain. It's something called critical thinking. Okay, and I may have talked about critically thinking before. But there's one or two things that really hit me recently. Now, I was watching a debate for the um, the, the senatorial seat in New Jersey, and Bill was talking about the Federal Department of Education, how Jimmy Carter started it. And it struck me as odd, and I'm saying to myself, why is there a Federal Department of Education? When when you look at the Constitution, there's no federal right to education. So I, I'm saying to myself, that makes no sense to me. 
I understand that the federal government wants to oversee something, but the right to education is a statewide thing. And if it's a statewide thing, it seems like a ploy just to steal money from people to say we have a Department of Education when the government doesn't control education. But that's just me. I just need people to think about things like that and see how we're getting penalized, for lack of a better word. And, and and this is something my baby was in school, and they're talking about continents. So I said, well, baby, what is the uh, definition of a continent? She goes, that your land mass uh, surrounded by a large land mass surrounded by water. I said, okay. We'll point to the different large land masses that are surrounded by water on this map. And she kept going to Europe and saying one, and I'm like, no, baby, that's not a, that's not a continent. And, 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 and it, it kills me how we can say one thing to our kids about, no, you know what the truth is, but yet when they come to us with some nonsense <laughs> about there being seven continents, we say, yeah, you know what, you're right, baby. So, I mean... Those two things happened to hit me in my head in the last couple of days, so I figured I'd share them and say that we have to think critically about some of this nonsense that we're letting people tell us. Mm. And I'm stepping down off my soapbox. Mm. Thank, thank you for your um, for sharing. Yes, um, yes. Has nothing to do with the have, show. I understand. I don't care. It's I, okay. I, I, I hey. When you get on, everybody in everybody on the planet goes, where the hell is he going to go tonight? So it's okay. <laughs> we were braced. We were braced, everybody. I don't, look, the chat room didn't even stop talking when you came on. They just was like, yeah, that's him. That's I mean, I apologize for, 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 for not being as, you know, as, as sexually titillating as you may have wanted me to be. <laughs> but um, my apologies. <laughs> It's okay I was thinking about the government and my baby then, being so alive. It's okay. Every now and then we do need to embrace the fact that, you know, we need to think critically and it's very important to, you know, our existence that we can do that. And, and of course, we needed you to tell us. Right. So now let's get back to fire and desire. Thank you. For, for allowing me to get back to Fire and Desire, because I don't know. If you hadn't said I could, I don't know what I would have done with myself. I, I, I mean, hey, that's what I'm here for, beautiful. That's what I'm here for. Thank, thank Yes, thank you. Um, and, and while you're, you know, still thinking critically, you should go purchase Fire and Desire. You can purchase it from my website, net. You can purchase it from Amazon. And then you can, you can kind of try to experience brawl. You won't experience it quite like I did, I hope. I don't know, because last week you had your hands on your ankles. So I don't know. You might experience it the same way I did, but you get to understand why I'm smiling so hard. No, don't stop. Keep talking. Don't don't even. I'm not going to say nothing. Keep going, please. I'm not going to even. <laughs> that's it. That's all I'm saying. You might enjoy it. Maybe not as much as I did, or you may just enjoy it as much as I did. I don't know. I don't know. No, you know. Um, you know. You you know. You know. You know. <laughs> are you are your feet crossed at the ankle tonight? Um, never mind. Um. Okay, so Nicole, thank you. Nicole has found her way back to us. 
Nicole, you there? I I am. I'm multitasking, so forgive my new smartphone. It doesn't like the hills of L.A. Ron? So you up high? You you up high in the hills, Nicole? I'm not up high, but I was picking my son up from work, so we had to travel through. Oh, So we have a caller, and I'm sure that this caller has a question for one of my author friends. I'm going to bring um, you on. Area code is 323. Three. <laughs> you on the air? Area code 323, you on the air? Hey, what's good? <laughs> what's going on, partner? Oh, Oh, good. Oh, man, enjoying this. Kind of disappointed by. Wait a minute, I'm hearing the word disappointment. Disappointed by my boy Ron, but he's still he's still all good with me. He's still all good with me. I'm saying what I did wrong this week, wrong. What I did. Man, it's such a good topic. You shouldn't have got off the topic. That's what I do. That's what I do. I fuck up wet dreams. That's what I do. But I think we should uh, let Miss uh, Shemore talk about her book and get us back on topic with some of this eroticism that's in her book. I would really like to hear a little bit more. (laughs) Miss Shemore can do both. So Miss Shemore is... In the fire and the desire side, you know. So I'm the romantic, but I I, I can give it the erotic pen a little bit. I did something a little different with my piece because I wrote my piece with another author, and you know how men try to take shit over. So he was trying <laughs> to take over my piece. So I had to, you know, I had to play back with him a little bit. And, you know, so I took a little, put a little spin on, on my pen, you know. So you have to experience that. But, um, you know, every man's fantasy, okay, not every man, but most men have that fantasy of two women at one time. And so I let that fantasy play out with a little twist. So you have to check that out. Yeah, threesomes are usually enjoyable. Yeah. Usually, unless Shamore is behind the ink. It's a little different. They overrated. A little different. A little different. You'll never think about them the same. <laughs> well, that's good. You want to put a different spin on it. Make people think outside the box. I, I, I spun that one a little bit. They said Nicole do some eroticism too, right? Mm-hmm. She skipped over all of that in her summary, but yeah, she does. Pretty cold. Yeah. I, mean, I, I yeah, don't. She didn't give us that in the interview. Hmm? Well, my call was dropped. So, uh, what do you want to know? I can. We can talk. <laughs> Just want to know what motivates you when you get intimate. Um, with writing? No, when you get intimate. Uh, well, oh, Lord. 
mean, what would motivate the, you know, the normal? No, hold on, Nothing Nicole. outside you of the to, norm. Hold on, Nicole. You need to start your meter because this is turning into a, a nine seven six call. <laughs> I, I'm saying, I thought you wanted to know more no, about I'm my writing. Like I mean, it. I write. And, um, he yeah, want to know what have... you. He wants you to talk about touching yourself. So you need to charge him. <laughs> don't touch yourself for free. Just charge no, him. Oh, yeah, no, like we don't do that. When I asked the question before, you, you know, you kind of like went off, and oh, I, I do some research and I make sure it's, it's possible to do it. Like, so when you well, get into me, like, what motivation then writes it? Well, I mean. The the question, if I'm and if I'm wrong, Shamar, please correct me. The question that she proposed to me was basically, how do I set my mood for writing this type of stuff, which is erotica? And I mean, I'm not going to give out all my details and my secrets. I mean, I do do research and I do, you know, do certain things. I might light candles. I may have a glass of wine. I'm not sure. It just depends because I could be sitting on the toilet and writing erotica, or I could be in a, a very nice setting. I just have a very, very vivid imagination. And I'm sorry that it's a disappointing answer, but it's the truth. Well, that's what we're trying to get to, your imagination. I have a great You understand one. what I'm saying? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, if I'm going to go buy the book, tell me your imagination. <laughs> I'm not getting the imagination talking about I did some research and make sure it's possible. and I might sit on the toilet and write it like, Express yourself. Well, that's what the book is for. Go buy it so you can read it. That's why I'm talking to you. Like, why would I? I'm talking to the author. The author can't motivate me. Why well, I'm going to go to the bookstore? Why well, I'm going to go online? I already motivated you because you called into the show. <laughs> no, I've been calling into the show for, I've been calling into the show for six weeks. It got nothing to do with you. Yeah, it's the topic that we're in and the platform that was set before you. That's why you called in. Uh, Are you serious? Uh, yeah. Dude, I just gave you a platform to, like, hook your book up and you like, dropping the ball, yo. No, I'm not. At all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Please, okay, you know, I, I think we're going to Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> woo, we, um, 
I am so excited to read this book. I can't wait. I'm going to have to go to your website, Shamor, and get it because I'm excited at this point. And you know how I love cool. to get books and read books. So I'm excited. Yes. And, yes. and you're going to yeah, like I mean, the poetry. You're going to enjoy the poetry because I know you're a poet as well. And there are, aside from um, Cleo's pieces, there are some other poets um, who showed up and showed out. And, and there, you know, some of them are more romantic than others. Um, but there are some really nice pieces. Yes, I'm excited. I love everything poetry. And, you know, because I do a little bit of erotic culture. I'm just kind of just getting into it because I was always that person who didn't want anybody to know what happened behind closed doors. But I've been having fun with it since I've been working with love and poetry lately. So I'm excited. And every time I go in this chat room, I should it's something else. I ain't ready okay. for it. Okay, so listen, so this, okay, I will be the blame for this because we were, you were talking to Mr. Omar Tyree and we were listening and we were like, okay, so yeah, this is wonderful. Okay, so we decided to play a game and it's called Have You Ever? And so what we're doing is asking each other questions like, have you ever done this or have you ever done that? And so we're having fun. And so don't judge us. We're having fun. So look at Shakir beating my ass with a paddle. I mean, really? <laughs> Sorry. And I didn't say that anything. You, 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 you made. I told you not to go in the chat room. You decided to continue <laughs> to defy my orders, and this is what happens. You would have been just fine if you let that just scroll up for like five minutes. You would have been good. I would have no. never seen it. <laughs> so I am the guilty party who started it. So hey, thanks. whatever. Thanks, thanks. I'm not even in the chat room, but my, now I'm been over somebody's knee. That's that's nice. Thank you for for that hey, sacrificing me. To no, no problems. I mean, I had a question. They asked me a question. I answered it. Okay, no problem. Mm-hmm. Imaj, I'm kicking you off the phone. I got another call to take it. Get off the phone, Imaj. Go back to your chat room where you store all the trouble. We have a a wonderful addition to the line. Bye, honey. Um, I'm going to take this call because this is my surprise um, guest in the Fire and Desire Anthology. Are you cold? Nine seven two. You're on the air. Hey, Samoa. Hey, hey, booze. How are you? It's been tight. How you doing? I'm good. I hear y'all. You know, y'all acting up tonight. <laughs> y'all acting real bad. Real bad. I'm not. I'm. I'm being right because I got company on the phone, so I'm. I'm being right. It's them. She said she got company on the phone. That yeah. ain't never stopped none of us. I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be good. You shut up, Ron. You don't count. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm listening. So we get to Fire Desire, and you get to that last story. 
you get into that uh, section, the Writers Challenge, where those writers that got to participate in the little contest, they got to be printed and published in there, and you get to the very last part of the book, and you're thinking, that was a nice read. Look at that. The end of the book comes, and all of a sudden, a little entice shows up. And she's got a hot ass story. I couldn't put it on the fire or desire. You dare be enticed. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been told. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on that one. I know. I know way too much. Way too much. Well, I don't know yeah, nothing. So. I need to learn. <laughs> Who is that, Ron? Yeah, that'd be Ron. How you doing, Ron? I'm doing better now that I hear you. Okay, good. Oh, Lord. Excuse me, that was me having one of those gag reflex things, because, yeah. I like like it, too. (laughs) I mean, you know, Ron, he does, you know. On a regular basis, okay. um, but but your piece is, I yeah I had to put that down. I was like, oh wait, I can't finish this right now. <laughs> pretty pretty high, yeah. it's pretty high. Yeah, um, it's a whole different kind of hot, you know. Um, it's along the lines of that piece that Cleo did with that poetry that's just raw. And it gets into the heat um, that Nicole starts to bring in her piece, but then it's just enticed all in and through, and that's different. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I'm glad that I am the last thing that people get to touch and feel and taste. You know, after they've read, you know, all the other stories, I'm happy to be the climax. Definitely. That is a way to put it, sweetie. That's definitely a way to put it. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad to, you know, that you, you know, allowed me to contribute. Um, I think it was a great, great anthology. I read a few of the shorts in there, and, and ooh, yeah, you're right. It, it's some hot ones in there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I give all the writers their props. Um, they did an amazing, amazing job, and um, I'm just glad to be, you know, amongst such literary gems. Definitely. And you added something that if I were tasting this mixture, you added just that spice that I was like, damn, that set it off right there. So I appreciate <laughs> you going ahead and sprinkling a little bit of enticing to my fire and my desire because, oh, baby, you set that thing off. I hope so. I think everybody need a little motel lover in them every now and then. Yeah, that motel lover they ain't ready for. But you know what? <laughs> I need you to stay on the line because I know that this call right here, mm-hmm. this call right here, probably only call because you were on the line. Area code eight one six. You're on the air. Y'all trying to sound all sexy on here. You know I couldn't let y'all go without at least coming and showing myself. This is Red Snapper. Sorry I'm late. Had to take care of something else, but I'm here now. I'm sorry, sweetheart. 
Well, we're glad that you showed up, Snapper. <laughs> now, y'all, I'm sorry. I, I just got to stop because when you get to the red Snapper piece in the Fire and Desire, he, of course he's in the fire side. And when you get to his story, you're going to say, Damn. Damn. Because it's not like any of the other stories. Um, Red does his own red thing. It's a red thing that happens when Red writes and he does it. And nobody quite does what Red does. Um, mm. Have you ever watched a porn? Like, watched it? And you don't have to answer, but Ron, I know you're probably watching one right now. And... <laughs> I got it on mute. I saw nobody would hear it. Can it do, do I, I got it too loud. It's too loud. Oh no! no. no. <laughs> okay. It was something about the lotion that we heard. Anyway, um, when when Red does his thing, it's just it, it's porn. <laughs> it's just a porn. <laughs> Damn, game, I don't know whether I don't know whether to take that good as bad, bad or good. I'm not well, trying to write porn. Man, you it's have just, to be trying to write porn the way you write that story. I, and I his just writing what I'm thinking. Uh oh. That's what you be thinking, Red. Sometimes it depends on the situation. I see my characters come to life before me, so I write what I see them doing. Oh, they wow. tell me how they wanted how they wanted to go, so that's what I do. All right. Well, Red's story in in the fine design is called Brown Sugar Cinnamon, and it's something else. I'm just saying, it's it's something else. You have to witness it in order to witness it. That's all I can say. Um, do Do you want to offer? Do you want to offer? I can talk. I, I can talk to, a little bit about subject. Okay. All I'm going to say is, is it's about a, 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 a Caucasian man who never had the experience of two black women at a time where people, and even though in this day and age it's probably still looked upon as taboo to a point, but we just want to make sure that it was explained the way he saw it because to him it was trying to say he didn't think it was going to happen. I put it into him the, the way it came to him, and not only one black woman, but two. So he was, I would have to say, he was uh, very excited about the situation in the house so, uh, because he was watching them move in, and that's all I'm going to say, and it goes from that point. Yeah, because he got to watch to be more lovers. than just moving in. Well, you know, I mean, he saw them... Because they were a couple, and you know, it int- it intrigued him that they were a couple, and he wanted to know what it was like to watch them in action, and he found out. So it was one of those things. He found out, and he actually got a chance to join in, which really just kind of just took it from that point that he now has a new outlook on life, as far as black women is concerned. And I wanted to try to show that <laughs> in the story. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just let it be known that, yeah, they were playing with him, but 
you know, it, to him, that was something he'll take to his grave if he don't tell his, nobody about it. You know, it's something that he uh, will experience. And a lot of us had those take to the graves in situations, I'm sure, in our lives. So. Okay. <clears throat> well, um, I just know that I read a few stories and then I got to read story and I was like, who wrote this? What is this? What's happening? Um, <laughs> so what was different about mine compared to the rest? I mean, and, everybody's great writers in the book. Everybody. And you were <clears> right. <throat> and so when you start to read it and you get a feel for the other pieces and you're going to get to yours, too, you're going to say, is this mine? Damn. I went right Okay. I mean, because I had well, to know. look and see what page of your story I was on when certain things started. I was like, it's just the intro. It's the first page. What page is it? Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's it's popping in there. It is. It's popping in We there. want the flavor. We want the flavor to be different from each author, and I'm sure that each author showed yes, a different yes. flavor of of what they experience or what they may know or what they see their characters doing. Like I said, my yes, characters yes. talk to me and tell me what they want. So I try to make it yes, happen yes. for them so they can be satisfied because I, I'm a firm yes. believer that if I don't get hot reading my shit, then how am I expecting somebody else to get hot reading Exactly. And I definitely with agree that, with you. I definitely agree with you. And Entice, mm-hmm. um, Abdul said hello. So I'm telling you hello for Abdul because he's on Facebook and he says to tell you hello. And so I'm telling you because I do what people tell me to do. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so it's something about it's something about the blend in the fire and desire that um, allows us to appeal to all the all the tastes of readers. Because, like I said, you get that open the door, drop your drawers from red, and then you get that not quite getting naked from. Uh, Patricia, and so we we kind of try to cover the full spectrum of what it what it is that makes, um, as Red said, uh, people get hot because you know some might not have that taste for the totally explicit, um, <laughs> open butt cheek hitting it. You know that Red might like. You know they might want to be caressed and held and, and, and ears whispered into, and so so that's all in fire and desire, so that you get both um, players. So sometimes you know could be the same person that they just have a different need that evening um, when they're trying to get things going the way they want them going. Um, we have one more caller that has been holding for a minute. I want to go ahead and bring this one on. Area code is uh, 678. Area code is 678. You're on the air. Hello. This is Joyce Dickerson. Hi, Joyce. Hello. How are you, Shamor? I'm good. I love Miss Joyce. Miss Joyce is so supportive. She is so awesome. And I got to meet Miss Joyce when I was in the ATL. And I just say she's awesome. Okay, I'm sorry. 
okay, what it is. I just woke up. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot the show. But I just <laughs> wanted to know, I haven't read the book yet when I saw it. Now I've got to go purchase it. Just listening at the review, I'm like, I'm listening at the, you know, the conversation from all of the authors. It's going to make, this is something that I'm going to go and buy. Of course, I'm a senior citizen, but I'm still going to go buy it because I really want to look at it. I really want to read it. That. You got, I hey, really want to read it. All you need to do is go ahead and do what you do. Because right. you know, Miss really Joyce in- says she got a man, so whatever Miss Joyce want to do after she closed that book, she got license to do. So it's all right. Exactly. Right. So I'm going to have to get this book. In fact, when I get off of here, I'm going to go get the book tonight. Because just listening to the conversation, I'm going to have to purchase this book. And Shamori, your your show is just awesome. I told you I was going to listen, and I'm enjoying the show, and I'm. You know, this is something that, you know, I wanted to do to let you know that you just keep up the good work. And to all of the authors that's in the book, I know I'm going to be very excited when I get through reading this book. So you all have a nice night. Thank you so much. Thank you, Miss Joy. Definitely enjoy having you very much. Good night. Good night. Thank you for calling Miss Joyce, and we really appreciate supportive readers like you. You are always there to support, whether that means coming to a book fair or showing up online, you're going to find Miss Joyce. So if you don't know Miss Joyce, if you're not friends with Miss Joyce Dickinson, you better find her on Facebook because she is the queen of supportive. So make sure you friend her if you haven't yet, especially if you're an author. You need to get that done today. So thank you for thank calling Miss Joyce. So much. You're welcome. And you have a good night. Too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So um, there are people that <laughs> there are people that are giving me a little bit uh, of the business on Facebook because Red Snapper's behind is on the show. And they have some leftover. They know too much. These people know too much. Uh, Alexandria uh, giving me the business over here about Red um, being back on the show because they're like, yeah, every time Red come on your show, things get a little interesting. But Red not punking us tonight, so it don't matter. I, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> I've established oh, dominance over the show, hey, Rory, uh, Alexandria. Why are you playing with me? Uh, Alexandria, I have established dominance over the show, and Red will not get out of control. <laughs> Where's the paddle? I I know what no he means. No taking over tonight. No taking over. No problem. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. Because, you know, I know how to get you back in order. I found out. Uh-oh. But, you know, I just enjoy the fans. I enjoy the fans like uh, the work that we do, and they like to hear our voices when we talk. And, uh, you know, it's it's what we do. And that's what we're here for, to provide a a pleasure, a whatever it is that we need, a, a, a time away from the real world, uh, from the government shutdown or whatever. You can get into a book and read and go in that fantasy world and just enjoy yourself until you're ready to come back. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. You're right. And and if anybody wants 
to escape into a fantasy world where you might end up touching yourself or somebody else. It's in between the pages of our design. We want you to do that. We definitely want you to do that. We want you to touch somebody or yourself. Enjoy. Exactly. Exactly. You couldn't be more right. Yeah. So, since you're all on the line, um, Fire Desire Authors, have you ever written a piece of erotica that you walked away and came back and said, what the hell was I thinking? I'm a freak. I mean, have you ever surprised yourself with um, <laughs> with your own work? Ooh, yeah. Who's going to answer first? <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not. I'll be the first one to say it. I I've constantly pushed myself. I mean, there there are things that you know I would I would think I wouldn't be comfortable with doing, and then the minute I actually go and push through whatever the 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 actual scene is, and I can go back and read it, I'm like, well, well, just damn. And then you know, just kind of figure out, okay, now that I got that baseline established, let me see what I can do to push further. So you know, it's really one of those things where it's like. I, I I haven't hit that ceiling yet. Thank God I haven't. That that would definitely not be cool. But uh, yeah, yeah. From, from from my perspective, as long as I as long as I can find something that can constantly surprise me, I'll never see that ceiling, and I'm good. <laughs> mm, well, so, I'm gonna go ahead and jump much. in. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the fire and desire in the piece I did with the other author. Um, and where I went with that story, I walked away and came back and said, damn, you nasty. I mean, and I wasn't ready. I wasn't. I wasn't ready to go there. And it's so funny because when my editor read it, she said, which part was yours? <laughs> and when I told her, she said, oh, she wasn't ready. You know, she had read many of my pieces, but she wasn't ready for me to Mm, be that nasty. I, I was nasty, but it's okay because it's all fiction, right? It's all right, fiction, right? Yeah, it's perfectly <laughs> fine. Don't sweat it. Well, you know, if I'm gonna jump in right now, I would say that I'm nasty, so you gotta expect it from me. I'm, I'm gonna continue <laughs> to go as far as I can with it, and I'm gonna bring it. I'm 15 books in, and they all fucking nasty. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that really is. Well, I I mean I love to to turn it up with my characters, so I go in expecting, you know, to make sure that I take them there, you know, and I and I always mm-hmm. push myself to go above and beyond. Um, I want to outdo it. You know what I mean? I want to outdo the sex, outdo the love making. So every time um, I'm able to to have that moment with my characters, um, I'm I'm trying to make sure that I didn't repeat something. You know, I want to recreate that experience each and every wow. time. So I love going there. <clears throat> Interesting. Nicole, you hiding? Um. I think that I wrote one story, and it was a bit raw. And when I went back and reread it, I was like, oh, okay. 
because I do try to put the romance into it. Um, I just don't go in raw dog style, as I call it. But, you know, what my style of raw could be, you know, not somebody else's style of raw. But I did. I, you know, used every possible descriptive word I could and was just like, oh, okay. So I know that I can be raunchy when I need to be raunchy, but I can be classy as well. Mm. And then, of course, her comment just segues back to Cleo. Because that's the title of your piece, though. Yeah, um, when I'm, I don't know, I'm just freestyling. And, um, you know, I, I'm not going to sit up here and say I do anything like a traditional way, but if I'm feeling it, I'm, I'm freestyling it. And then later on, I'm coming back and I'm putting everything in its place. But when it's coming, it's just coming. So, um, me, I just have to get in the right mind frame. So um, I try to just take that time and just listen to some music and get myself, you know, uh, get my thoughts, my thought process to move in and, and then I let it go. Um, and that's basically, that's that's what I did with Raw. It was just off my head and I had to kind of just think about it if I was in a situation or if, if I could just be as free as I want to be to say exactly what I'm meaning to somebody. And I, and I just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to push the envelope every time, but I'm trying to be me, I'm trying to be different. I'm just trying to be like, well, somebody can be blindfolded and, you know what I'm saying? Just listening to somebody else saying a peace of mind and just say, that's Cleo. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. All right. So <clears throat> I am not going to, um, I'm not going to read anything because it will be too difficult to figure out where to pull from. But I am going to, um, uh, read off who you can expect to um, experience. Um, this is an international um, collection, and I say that because we have a little bit of London, we have a little bit of Ireland, um, so we kind of we kind of uh, moved around with this piece, um, with this uh, collection. But there are pieces in here from Alicia. Elisa Gabrielle, um, Tony Lindsay, Aurori Sharif, um, Stacey L. Moore, um, we have C. Highsmith Hooks, we have uh, Darren Maxim, who is, I'm sorry, Maxim, who is is our London um, author, and he has a, a, a nice hefty piece in there, so you get to experience his uh, writing style. Um, Nefertaria. Imani Baraka, um, of course, Nicole and Cleo, Omar, Tari, um, Patricia, and Brightwell. We have Poetic One, again, Shmore, she appears again. Um, Sheila M. Goss does a piece of poetry in here that's really interesting. You need to experience that. Um, Andrew Johnson, Drika Armstrong, 
um, Shavonda Simmons. We have um, Joe McCovey, who is from Ireland. Um, and then we have Modessa um, and uh, Soroya Christine. So we have um, several, and of course we have Red Snapper. And we have several pieces in here that, again, they're not all the same. They are anywhere on the spectrum from being written porn to being uh, poetic um, figurative piece that doesn't ever use any raunchy wording. But, um, again, you can be anywhere on the spectrum with uh, Fine Desire. So it is definitely something that um, you want to experience. And it's very eclectic in a mixture. Um, and that was one of the great, great um, moments of packaging it, putting together and trying to organize the style of writing. So this was our opportunity to share with everybody what we have mixed up in Fire and Desire. Um, we're coming to the end of the show, so I'll definitely post links. Um, to the book so that you can purchase it. I'll also, again, um, shout out the author so that you can friend them if you haven't. Um, and then uh, you want to check out Passion Inc. Press, um, the Facebook page, and join. And you also want to experience um, the web page that is in uh, construction mode. So um, I enjoy having all of you on the show, please don't be strangers to the show. Um, we're at that point where we're winding it on down. Um, you're enjoying the rest of your Wednesday evening. And we can't wait to see you back next week. Same place, same time. Different group, different topic. Thank so you thank everybody tonight. for being on the show tonight. Thank, thank you so you. much for having us. Thank you. All right, very good. Thank you. Thank you very Have much. Good night. All right. All right. All right. Good night, all. Everybody. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Right. Bye bye. All right.